the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Pro Hockey West Report. Pro Hockey West Report is brought to you by Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. And Finlay Toyota in Las Vegas. Summer Skates, rep your favorite player or your own team with personalized shower shoes or koozies. Go to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates banner. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Find out how to go full Caesar. Visit Caesars.com for eligibility requirements. FedEx. Simplify your business shipping with FedEx, the official shipping company of IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Visit us at jessieraysbarbecue.com. T-Mobile. Head to T-Mobile to see how you can lock in your rates forever. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, an official partner of the NHL. The Pro Hockey West Report from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. Well, let me just simply say, we're back. The the Pro Hockey West Report, back live on Thursday nights as the professional hockey season is uh, about to get understay, underway for what really matters, the regular season. Scott Strandy with you tonight. Uh, fifth floor of the beautiful Kansas City Harris Resort and Casino. Stephen Marsh, my co-host, as always, from that beautiful, vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada, where it's even going to get more vibrant tonight because it's a preseason matchup coming up between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche, and Stephen will be there. So that's why we're going a little early tonight on the Pro Hockey West Report. Great to be back talking professional hockey and the AHL and NHL Pacific Divisions. Stephen, how are you? I, I'm good. Uh, can, can you transition okay? Because you've been so enamored in the uh, college side of things and the ACHA that now you gotta you gotta put a little bit of uh, space in your in your brain there, which I know you've got a lot of space in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that you have a lot a, a lot of a lot of I guess that was kind of a <laughs> that was an unintended uh, dig. That was a no brainer. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> a no brainer. There you go. Uh, but you gotta put. A, Find some room for some pro hockey stuff again. Exactly. And it makes it a lot easier when a lot of guys that I've seen play NCAA hockey are finding roster spots uh, on AHL teams, and a lot of them are finding them right out in the Pacific Division. Um, so that that's exciting. So uh, I want to tell everybody we'll be back, and we are back. Thursday nights will be the time. Um, 7.30 Pacific time most of the time. But again, with the uh, the hockey season starting up, there will be games sometimes, and we'll have to do this a little early. But you'll always be able to catch it on the download anywhere that you get your podcast just by searching ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, how, and, that's and you'll find how, them. And that's probably how most people listen to us anyway. They probably get it on the uh, on the downloads. You always are sending me how many downloads we get and stuff. So uh, I think that's how most people listen to us, which we appreciate. Uh, but, yeah, for those that tune in live, uh, time may fluctuate, but uh, we'll be here. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So um, I wanted to start off the show tonight, Stephen, by talking a little bit about the excitement of uh, 
professional hockey again, especially out west, because we had the Vegas Golden Knights, as everybody knows, uh, won the Stanley Cup. What? Um, I didn't know season. that. <laughs> and the wow, uh, Coachella Valley Firebirds um, were just a goal away from winning the Calder Cup, which would have meant both of the major uh, professional um, leagues would have had their cups residing within, what, four hours of each other? In, in Vegas and Palm Springs. So um, it, it's exciting to get started this year because I think what those two teams did was elevate everything on both sides, the NHL and the AHL in the West, because now everybody's competing. Everybody wants to be where Vegas was and where Coachella Valley was. Yeah, I think there's no question on that. I think certainly Vegas has shown that you can – the moves that they made over the last few years uh, where people would criticize at times, oh, they did this route or they got rid of this player, they brought in this player, they signed this guy, you know, and there was, you know, they got rid of original players and people thought, well, that, you know, that's not a good thing or that's a, a, a bad thing because people wanted the original guys still here. But it obviously really showed that they had a plan and, and, uh, and maybe it took them a little bit longer than, what they wanted, but of course, Bill Foley was right on fact because he set a cup in six years, and and they get it in the sixth year. So, uh, Bill Foley is the the prognosticator uh, here. I need him to predict my the the lot the Powerball. Uh, I need him to tell me what the Powerball uh, lottery numbers are going to be so I can go go get go to Arizona and buy me a, a ticket and win me a billion dollars. But <laughs> wouldn't that be sweet? So anyway, just to refresh people on what we do, um, we cover the AHL of the Pacific Division, um, Pacific Division of the AHL, how about that? And uh, we also touch, uh, as, as you know, uh, on the NHL. So you're there embedded yeah. in Vegas, so I you're able to, to see some Vegas Yeah, yeah we got to keep the stuff. NHL on our, on our grasp a little bit there because I'm so – close to them now the golden knights here and uh, i mean but I mean, but it's not only but it's not only the golden knights right, because the, the, op the too, opportunity yes. is that yeah you'll see teams come yeah. through vegas right. uh in the west and we kind of focus on the west we'll kind of expand a little bit here and there on the nhl side um to whatever is relevant but uh the and, and, ahl is where where our focus lies and especially so much in a season especially with some of these nhl teams still being pretty uh in a rebuilding stage or in a young kind of mode there's you're going to see a lot of bounce back between the AHL guys becoming NHL guys, even just for a few games, or maybe they they get a permanent spot up there. That's what training camp is so important for us because we see these are a lot of these guys that were with AHL teams are now trying to get NHL spots, and and some are trying to impress, and and even though some may end up in the AHL, the opportunity in a season to get called up and maybe take spots when there's uh, injuries and stuff like that. So there's always the AHL is. Is, is the NHL part of it is it's so closely related to the AHL because of course it's the league right below the NHL and so uh, a lot of times we'll see there's a lot of crossover because AHL guys get a chance to make NHL debuts or have a chance to play up there and and uh, and so then we're we're we have connections to both. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the way we've done it, at least at this point to get started, is we've taken the, uh, or I have, <laughs> I've, taken, I've taken and divided the 10 teams in the Pacific Division of the American Hockey League and given you half and I took half. It's good that you gave me um, Henderson at least, though, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I figured that would work for you. Uh, I got that one down, I think, pretty good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we'll kind of split them up. And when we do our run through, um, how, how did Chris Berman do it on ESPN with like the fastest two minutes? in football or something like that. Um, it was the fastest three minutes, yes. Okay, three minutes, whatever it was. But well, we may not have but that it, much time. <laughs> well, when we get our 10-minute uh, stretch in there, 20-minute stretch as it may be, uh, we'll get a couple minutes with each. And I just want to touch on the highlights of the teams because we're also going to have uh, about a seven-minute video that you did. Great video, by the way, and an interview with Mason Morelli. That is up on YouTube. I put it out on Twitter today, and we'll replay uh, that for you X. on X. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Once he starts charging for it, it's going to be X for sure. Yeah, well, gone. Gonna, as in gonna, gone X. Yeah, yeah. What are we going to do when Elon decides to charge charge for X? We might have to oh, go to goodness. have to go to Threads, I guess. Uh, we'll have to go somewhere. Anyway, um, so anyway, we'll play the uh, the. Uh, I, I think it's a neat story, as you know, uh, Mason Morelli and I go way back. I, I was his assistant coach when he was a 10-year-old uh, in Minot, North Dakota, and to watch him go from – and, Stephen, I don't know if you knew this, but they call Minot the magic city. See, I should have um, told him that when I talked to him. I said, I said I, that, that, I knew, that I knew you and that he, if you remember you and stuff. I, I kind of said it real fast, you know, but I didn't know if I brought you up. So that would have <laughs> – Anyway, um, so the, the story is basically – from the magic city to fabulous Las Vegas, Mason Morelli's enjoyed every step of the way. And uh, he's played high school hockey in Minot, North Dakota. He played junior hockey in Fargo, North Dakota. He played college hockey in Omaha, Nebraska. He then uh, went on to the AHL and played uh, with the Capitals organization in Hershey and uh, won a Calder Cup last year. And now, now gets a chance to sign a two-year deal uh, with the, um, and it is a two-year deal, right? A two-way, two-year? I believe. Yeah, I, I believe so. I Okay. With the Vegas Golden Knights slash Henderson Silver Knights. So um, uh, you're going to love to hear what Mason has to say. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, but what the excitement, Stephen, is not only the college players that are making the transition and not only making the transition but making their mark, can I say that, uh, already? Because some of them are looking pretty good. And I'm talking about guys like Brendan Brisson. I'm talking about guys like Trevor Zegras. I'm talking about guys that uh, uh, are making moves and waves, if you will. Yeah, waves is appropriate, especially for the the Southern California guys there in, in the beaches there of Orange County. Yes, uh, Zegris and and Drysdale, who just they just got their contract together and, and finalized and got that done. And Zegris just a few days ago, there was they hadn't been in camp because there was they were they were waiting for new contracts and waiting to get that get that figured out. Uh, but they've they've come to terms now on new deals with the Ducks, so uh, they'll be back with them, and uh, so that'll be exciting. You mentioned Brendan Brisson here in Vegas; he has been uh, impressive here in training camp and has been getting better and better. Uh, he's not going to be in the lineup tonight, from what I understand, but he has played pretty much every preseason game uh, to this point. I guess he won't play tonight, but played every preseason game, and I think he's his stock has certainly gone up in this uh, organization. Of course, it was always very high and a lot of expectations on him of course he's the son of uh, pat brisson who's of course a, a well-known uh, agent in the hockey market so i think there's a lot of a lot of that too and 
and he's living up to it. And and I think will he make the big club on opening night? I don't know. I I I doubt it because Cassie has said as much that guys like Cotter and Dorofeyev, who have been with the big club a little bit, Cotter more so, but um, will probably be the guys that fill the the opening of Riley Smith's spot and and uh, you know or they'll shuffle around, but they'll find a spot on the roster. And but Brisson probably would be the first guy that they might bring up in a in a situation where they may need somebody. Now there's a couple of um, injuries. I mean, uh, just announced that Carlson's going to miss a He's got a little lingering thing, so it's a day to day thing. Probably from his speech. No, I'm I don't know what it is, but uh, but <laughs> he did play in a preseason game. But now there's his vocal cords are hurt. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so I mean, there might be a couple of, and I don't know if these are long term things, but it, it, maybe it'll be something that's solved opening night. But there might be a couple of um, openings opening night, but but Brisson is somebody that I think is going to find himself have an opportunity. I think at some point with the NHL club, I just think it, it probably will benefit him to spend some more time at the AHL level and continue to refine his game. Especially now you got new coach Ryan Craig there and you got some vet, some good veteran additions that they've added down there. I think all that will be beneficial for, for a guy like Brisson, uh, who's, who's really getting a lot of looks. Uh, he has been, but I think, I think some more time in the NHL will be good, but he'll have to, he'll definitely have his time. I think with the NHL club. Okay. And of course, uh, new coaches all over the place. And we just got a couple minutes in this segment and we're going to jump into uh, your visit with Mason Morelli, but um, uh, new coaches in Colorado, in San Diego, uh, as you mentioned in Henderson, um, where else am I missing? Calgary. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, about half of our teams have new coaches and of course, Greg Cronin has stepped up from the AHL ranks in Colorado and taken on the Anaheim Ducks role. So um, a lot of changes, but a lot of excitement. Of course, Coachella Valley coming back, and Ontario expects to be much better. So does uh, Anaheim and, and Bakersfield. And I even think San Jose could be a sleeper this year. I really do. I think they could surprise somebody. Big news out of Calgary also is that uh, Dustin Wolf, um, not to his uh, <laughs> agreement, I'm sure, was uh, sent back down to the Wranglers. And I don't know what that kid's got to do to to earn a spot with the Flames, but um, is that right? Yeah, Flames. Yeah, the Flames. <laughs> the Calgary Wranglers. And and, and, and Calgary, Calgary Flames. <laughs> Calgary Flames, the Calgary Wranglers. They drive me crazy. The Wolf of anyway. Calgary, which, which is funny because if he gets on the Flames, you can still call him that because it's still Calgary. So. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> exactly. And Abbotsford, of course, uh, making waves as well under the Vancouver flag. So... Um, we'll, we'll, as you can probably tell, we're excited. We're excited for the season <laughs> to start and it, it gets started right now. Cause we're going to talk with your visit to, uh, to, uh, Henderson slash Vegas training camp and, uh, a visit with, uh, one Mason Morelli. We'll be right back. Yep, thanks for having me. Appreciate right. it. We'll get to that in a minute, but I want to start first with your, your kind of your journey to the, being in an NHL camp here, and, and we'll start back. You, you grew up in Minot, North Dakota. 
um, obviously there's a lot of hockey there and stuff, a small town area. Talk a little bit about that, just growing up in that part of, part of the I mean, it's a pretty big uh, hockey community and uh, a lot of support from uh, everyone I, I know back home. Um, yeah, it was, it was good, though. Uh, I, uh, I got to bring the cup home this, this summer to my, my hometown in Minot, and uh, a lot of people came out and supported, and there was a lot of support for the Bears through the playoffs. So, um, yeah, you know, I try, always, I try to always stay true to my roots, and, uh, you know, going home is always a, always a special treat. What made it, what was attractive to Omaha that you wanted to play your NCAA hockey career there? Um, the coach, Dean Blaze, was, was uh, really welcoming to me there, and, um, I, you know, I really I, I kind of wanted to play for him. I had some... Uh, some family friends and even my grandpa uh, knew him pretty well, so they kind of uh, encouraged me to go play for him and, and thought I would like him, and I really did. So uh, I kind of credit that to Dean Blaze and um, met a lot of really good guys there. I uh, had a great experience in college and then uh, kind of prepared me to uh, turn pro, and it's, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Now, what was overall your experience playing in NCAA hockey? It, it, it seems like a lot more people are coming out of there uh, prepared for the pros and just how much is it? Give a good plug for why NCAA hockey is, is, is a good uh, stepping stone for a lot of people. Um, I mean, there's just really good hockey. You play against really good players every night. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that sign out of college every year and go right into the NHL, step right in. So um, you play against some, some world-class guys, and, um, you know, it's uh, it's just really good for development. I think you have, you know, uh, as many as four years to go there and, and develop and, and kind of get your set, yourself ready for, for uh, a career after college. And, um, yeah, it was really good. I had some time to develop, and uh, I give a lot of credit to the guys over in Omaha for helping me out. Of course, I called a cup with Hershey. Um, what was, what's it been like playing in the AHL? And, and then, of course, the second part of that would be last season, especially that run and winning the Calder Cup championship. Yeah, they, uh, it's been really fun. I've, I've really enjoyed playing in the American League. I've met some really good guys and had some really good leaders that I've played with um, and played under. Um, it was just really special. Uh, Hershey's a great place to play, and they treated us real well. And it was just even more special. You know, we got to go on that, that really fun playoff run and um, eventually winning the, the Calder Cup, which was just awesome. It was so fun. It's hard to put into words what that meant. But, um, yeah, a lot of met a lot of good people, and a lot, a lot of people helped me develop. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully there's still some developing to do. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, I owe a lot of credit to the people at Hershey. Uh, and take me a little bit inside that, that game set because, uh, you know, it was – the Calder Cup went all the way down to the final game. You're there in, in California. You're playing the Firebirds, who are a new team. That's their first season in the AHL, and they're all in the championship. And of course, you guys are the Hershey was one of the oldest teams in the AHL, I believe. Yeah. So, what was that like, that whole series, and just the last game there when you guys won? It was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, game seven overtime is pretty nuts. You know, uh, it was it was a wild ride. Um, emotions were high, and you know the heart was pumping pretty good. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was such a special uh, memory and such a special game that. Uh, me and my teammates won't uh, won't ever forget. Now you're here in Vegas now. So what what, what what attracted you to coming here? How did that come to be? And, and being here with the, with the Golden Knights and Stanley Cup champs here in their camp with their contract that you got. Um, I've just heard a lot of good things about you know the coaching staff and the development staff. And um, you know I have a few buddies who have played here and and in, in, in uh, Henderson and. Um, I reached out to them, and they, you know, they, they had nothing but good things to say. And um, I was, you know, kind of excited to go to, to see Vegas too. Um, kind of a new experience for me, so uh, it'll be fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm uh, thankful for the opportunity here. As we're recording this, it's just the first day. It's your first time on the ice with, with the Golden Knights. Um, what was that like? Just the first day here of camp with the Golden Knights. It was, it was very cool. Um, you know, really, really cool facility, and um, you know, high, high-paced practice and. Um, just, just being a part of it is pretty cool, and, and uh, I'm excited to be here. What do you hope to get out of this? You want, you want an opportunity to get to the NHL. I'm sure you do. Yeah, of course. Every, 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 uh, every guy does. Every kid does. You know, uh, it's what you dream of. Um, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that's in the cards. Who knows? Though, I, I just came in and I want to work hard and hopefully make a good first impression. And 
um, you know, a lot of new faces that I've been meeting and um, hopefully I just can fit in and fit in with their system here and, um, you know, just, just excited to be here. Cool. Well, Mason, congratulations on being here in Vegas and, of course, winning the Calder Cup last year and uh, we'll uh, see a lot of you. All right. Nice job, uh, Stephen, with uh, your visit with Mason Morelli. Uh, I, I still remember him as a 10-year-old. I mean, he was always playing up a group. Um, whether If he was 10, he was playing with the 12s. If he was 12, he's playing with the 14s. Um, he was that good as a youngster. And uh, developing in Minot, he was a, a really solid hockey player. And he he worked fundamentally on the skills. And I think that's what you're seeing now. I, would, I noticed it last year in the uh, the Calder Cup final, uh, that he was always um, in the right spot at the right time. Yeah, and he's looked, he's had some good moments here in camp. Uh, he's played in some preseason games with the Golden Knights, and I think he had a couple of uh, assists uh, on a couple of the goals for the uh, Golden Knights during this uh, preseason, so it's been good. I know he's now with Henderson, and um, of course, they sent some guys down, and then some got called back up to play in Tuesday's preseason game. I think he played in that. But Henderson's got a preseason game tomorrow uh, at home against Tucson, and then Sunday in Coachella Valley. So I'm sure he'll play in one of those, and uh, and, uh, and as they'll decide how they're going to do those two preseason games, and then and then the season will get be going. But that's another guy too that I think it's a, it's a good addition for the the Silver Knights, which is probably where he'll be, but. I think it's not somebody that could be out of the realm of possibility of somebody that could get a call up to the Golden Knights. Uh, I think they've, I think the coaches staff have been so have been impressed by him. Um, I, I don't know if anybody's asked him directly about that, but but they've 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 seen they've. I know Cassie's ta- mentioned his name a couple of times in, in in press conferences, and so I think it's somebody that could could have an opportunity. Uh, if that presents itself, we talk so much about Brisson being at the top of the list, or or maybe a, a phrase, Ryan Fraze, or or those guys. Uh, but I think uh, Morelli could be somebody that may get may get a chance. But I think Morelli's just excited for this change and to be in Vegas. Uh, he talked about having knowing people here, and I bad bad on me to not ask the follow up of who that was, but maybe he wouldn't have shared that. I don't know. But uh, but I can uh, I can tell you who that was. <laughs> Uh, Isaiah Seville for one. Ah, yes, yes, the, for, the fellow uh, Omaha guy. Uh, how about that? How about an Omaha connection here with the Silver Knights now? Becoming, uh, they they picked up an assistant, a coach who was with uh, Omaha previously. Exactly. And, exactly. And and, and, and Kisio, and then they've got, uh, I believe, a the guy behind the scenes that got does some stuff with the team was came from from Omaha and uh, Jake uh, Jake something. I can't think of his last name, but. Um, McKinney, I think, or McKin- whatever his name is. Uh, bad on me for not knowing that. And then, yeah, Isaiah Seville. Uh, we had, uh, yeah, and then we have um, we have Morelli here now. So, uh, quite an Omaha connection here. Which and you might, know what? Which I, might I don't know if a, you'll tell. Which, which might lead to a future, uh, a, a future feature, future feature. I don't, I don't know if that if he would tell you this honestly, but I think uh, the opportunity to play in Coachella Valley, because a lot of the people, uh, the players from Hershey had never been that far west before. Uh, the AHL doesn't normally have have matchups uh, from east to west until you get to the Calder Cup final. And uh, I think when uh, when Mason was out here with the rest of the guys, they, they kind of fell in love with that warm weather. They realized, hey, you can have great hockey and have warm weather too. 
And uh, him growing up in Minot, as you know, is a very <laughs> cold climate. Uh, then playing his junior hockey in Fargo is also a very cold climate. And he went farther south to Omaha, which is uh, still pretty good, but it, it's uh, it, it's better, let's say, than North Dakota, but it's still cold. And uh, maybe this was just his opportunity and to to do what he wanted to do and sign a good contract with a good team. And he talked about how important the development part of it was. And then even just playing recently with Hershey the last few years, it pr- gets pretty uh, cold in, uh, in Hershey, uh, Pennsylvania as well during the winter months. So. I can and, tell you what, it rains. It rains out there. <laughs> <laughs> it rains, it snows, it does about everything. But uh, And I'm sure most of the places that he plays in that side of the country, in the AHL during the season, are more oh, colder yeah. places. So now that yeah. you're right, now that he's out west here in, in Vegas or Henderson, it's, uh, technically, uh, more more warm places he'll be playing games. I mean, you're going to have trips to California on several occasions. doesn't get not uh, bad. Yeah, many, not many. Um, <laughs> uh, a couple of maybe uh, there'll be a trip or two down to the Tucson, Arizona for a couple of series. Not bad uh, in the wintertime. Uh, you have to go up to Abbotsford in Calgary, so those might be a little chilly, but uh, but that's okay. And then and then they go to uh, Colorado. Okay, that can be a little cold, but not nothing, nothing too bad. But, uh, yeah, so for the most part, though, are going to be a lot of games here on the West Coast and, and warmer climates. And and it tells you that um, how hockey is growing. You can play anywhere and, and yeah. the living environment, too. I think a lot of people are finding that that Vegas is more than just a strip. And uh, our friend Dana Lane has said that for years now. And um, I, I think they're liking the culture, uh, whether it be in Henderson or Summerlin or wherever they're at. And I think that's just, you know, they, you know how hockey players are, right? They can be a superstar and kind of just blend in when you're around Vegas and nobody's going to, you know, um, jump all over you like you would be as you were in Toronto or New York City or Boston or wherever that may be. So I think uh, uh, the players kind of enjoy that little bit of quiet right. privacy, but yet still be recognized when they play the game. Are you saying that? Our fellow media folks here are not as uh, is not as tough and as in some of those places. <laughs> not even close, my friend. <laughs> not even close. Um, I mean, so it's, anyway, as great as Ken Bolke is, and how <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not paparazziing you as they uh, as you get out of your car at that grocery store, or whatever. And I think that's just something that that guy group, and that's what people have told of, me. In, just a group of three or four fans that hang out after every practice as they come out the gate there to get autographs. That's about as much as probably you, you get. And the same thing in in Arizona, you know, that people have told me many times that one of the things they like about being in Arizona is that they can kind of just blend in and do their own thing and nobody nobody bothers them. And I think that's a good and a bad thing. If if it's on the ice like it is in Vegas, it's a really good thing. But if it's uh, if it bothers you because they're all over you at the grocery store or in the restaurant or whatever, that kind of can be uh, be frustrating at times. And um, I don't know. I don't know if Mason would say that that was the case or not. I think he probably just saw a uh, Stanley Cup champion being uh, awarded. And uh, then also the fact that Ryan Craig is uh, one of the best. And Nick Raboni talked about that last night, one of the best in, in development. And that can't hurt. No, I, I agree. Can't Can't hurt. And, yeah, I think it's just – I mean, we just see some of the players that have come here to to Vegas. I mean, I, I and I know we're going to get to the teams in just a minute, but uh, just you know, you talk about Morel, you talk about a uh, they picked up a Tyler Benson who was on the other side of the Bakersfield uh, 
Henderson rivalry. Now he's on this this side of it. He's he's seems to be enjoying it here. We got a guy like Adam Cracknell who's been everywhere basically, and now he's come back kind of back to where he started his roots in his pro career. But he's he's talked uh, he's had in a couple interviews, uh, media stuff, and he's talked about how it's been great to be back here in Vegas and just to see how much it's grown here and how great and he reminds himself how great this city is. So you, you kind of see that when people come out here to 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 Vegas, but it can be the same as in Arizona. And I think the other aspect of it too is the is the is the financial side of it. The taxes are a little bit more friendlier in these states like Vegas and or Nevada and in Arizona and um you know California has some more, but you know the weather there is so nice that maybe people can can forgive that or or that's what makes Nevada and Arizona so intriguing is that it's that um, you're close to those places, but you don't have to be living there. So, I guess that's yeah. And I'll I'll give them a little heads up when it rains. Stay away from the link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Don't park in the link garage when it rains. <laughs> yes, yeah, stay, stay away from the stay away anyway, from the link. Yes. Anyway, um, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and let's jump into uh, our little um, bounce around the league, if you will, and uh, just find out what's happening, what the news items are. Uh, from around the Pacific Division. You can't call it the, the Marsh Whip Around Hockey. because you're involved in this too. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll whip around the different teams. How about Yeah, teams? absolutely we will. We'll be right back. When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's Barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and savor our People's Choice award-winning barbecue ribs, or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jessieraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Score. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. From the nation's best college hockey conference. Access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 
or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From ITHSW Podcasts, this is the Pro Hockey West Report. Indeed, it is the Pro Hockey West Report. That voice that you heard, that great voice that you heard, I understand, is coming back home for fall break uh, when we get uh, <laughs> when we get a little time for his uh, father to make a trip up to pick him up in Albany and bring him back to uh, that big palatial estate on Long Island, New York. Anyway, thank you, Charlie. Good stuff. Which you had a chance to see recently. I didn't get there. I told well, you right. I didn't get there. I got on the island. Oh. But I only got as far as the Islanders uh, practice facility in the home of Long Island University. The uh, the guards just basically kept me out of the estate. You just don't you just don't walk up and go through the gates at Paul Hornstein's estate. It just it just doesn't happen that way. And and you wanted to get out of there and dodge too before the the storms came in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I did want to uh, escape the heavy rains so. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to swing around for the next, uh, I don't know, 25 minutes or so, Stephen, and and uh, see what's new and exciting with our 10 teams. We broke it down. Um, so uh, do you want to start with Abbotsford? Do you want to start? Who do you want to start with? Let's start with Bakersfield. All right. Tell us what's going on in Bakersfield. Who's new on the roster? Who's exciting? Who's going to help them uh, try to win a Calder Cup? Well, I just what I've been doing. What I've just been doing here is we've been going through this. Uh, lots and lots of preparation for this show. As I've been <laughs> stuff here the last uh, ten minutes to get things together here. But um, some names that I did, just looking at Bakersfield's uh, training camp roster. Some so I will give you about two or three names in this case. Four names that I kind of stick out to me uh, that we know or that I know um, more than than others. I mean, I've seen a lot of these guys play, obviously, but just just games that stick out to me. So the first one for Bakersfield is Jack Dugan. That's names just sound familiar to people here in uh, Vegas and Henderson, because of course, Jack Dugan was with the silver Knights and the Golden Knights organization for the, uh, I think the first couple of seasons of play here in, in Henderson. And I think he even goes back to the Chicago wolves days. And, uh, but now he finds himself in Bakersfield. I, and I forget where uh, Jack Dugan played last year. I think he played, uh, let me look that up real quick. He played. I think he played over in the other conference. Oh, actually, he, was, he spent some time in the ECHL, uh, Fort Wayne uh, last year, which of course used to be the Golden Knights ECHL affiliate, but isn't anymore. But no, he was. Uh, he was with the Utica Comets last year and the Chicago Wolves last year. Or I'm sorry, I guess he didn't. He he came out of college from. Uh, I have this on my so he came out of college at Providence, and then he started playing right right with Henderson that year. Uh, in 2020, 2021, the, the COVID shortened season had uh, 33 uh, points that year. And then, of course, uh, then the following year, he played in 35 games with Henderson on 21, 22 with 18 points. And last year, he was with Utica, which is in the, uh, what, remind me, they're an NHL club real quick. I think it's, no, it's uh, Utica Comets. Who's it? Who's their NHL club? I can't think of it right now. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Paul Hornstein probably knows. <laughs> is, it the, is it the Devils? I don't know. Is it the New it might be the Devils. Yes, might it might be. be the Devils. Now that you say that. Anyway. So he had 27 points last year with Utica Comets, and he also spent a couple of games down in uh, in Fort Wayne. But uh, but yeah, so so he's he's back in the Pacific Division. So that'll be uh, that will be fun to watch. We'll see how he does. He was a great player with with Henderson. As I mentioned, his numbers there and 
And so that'll be kind of interesting. As we mentioned that uh, Henderson picked up a couple of guys that were with Bakersfield at one point, like a Tyler Benson, even an Adam Cracknell. They're on the other side of it now. Bakersfield's got a guy like Jack Dugan who's was with Henderson, as I said, and now he's, he's uh, with Bakersfield. So you've got that. Um, keep things going here. Another name, too. How about Cameron Wright? You know more about him than Yeah, I know a lot about Cam. Good so, pickup. Good pickup by the Bakersfield Condors. Yeah, so that's another another one, right? He came out of the University of, of Denver, and uh, he's he'll be a good uh, – this, this is his first full pro season, right? He played last year, he played he, last year. in that's the right. Colorado organization right. between Colorado, Colorado and, U- and Salt that's Lake right. City. That's, <laughs> oh, that's right, the uh, the Utah Grizzlies, that's right. Yeah, so, uh, so this will be uh, good for him now. He'll be in Bakersfield, so we'll get to continue to follow him in – in Bakersfield, and see, I'm I'm still in preseason format. That's, that's right. That rings a bell now. Not not a cowbell, but that just rings a regular bell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a cowbell to got you shaking up a little could bit. Be, could be, could be. Uh, and then another name, Carter Savoy, which is another name we know. University and, of Denver product. There's another University of Denver product. Yes, and then uh, Connor Cock uh, Cochran, who was with the Golden Knights, Silver Knights organization, mostly played I think in the ECHL last year, but did play some games with the Henderson Silver Knights. Now going to be on bakersfield or at least it's on their training camp roster and we'll see if he is on the bakersfield condos when the season starts i would imagine he would be he's a good player so um so it's good that he's going to get an opportunity there with the uh, condors so those are some guys to kind of keep an eye on There's some new pickups for bakersfield i think are going to be uh, intriguing to watch this season okay i'll take the colorado eagles um new head coach aaron schneekoff is uh the uh the new head coach with the eagles and um, I, I was new, intrigued. New but old coach. New yeah, but old new but old. True. He was yeah, a head was, coach at what the ECHL yep. days, and then he became an assistant under Cronin, and then now he's got, he's running the show here at the AHL. Him, uh, he's running. The, he's the head coach again now at the AHL level. Correct. He yep. Played with the Eagles too, so he he's he's been he's been he's, been he's around. an eagle. He's an eagle <laughs> <laughs> through and through. All right, uh, a couple guys that caught my mind in this roster just kind of keeps reloading a lot, like the Avalanche, who you're going to see tonight. Um, the, they picked up some Denver products. They picked up Brett Stapley, a forward from uh, the University of Denver. They picked up a defenseman in Kyle Mayhew, uh, a defenseman from uh, the University of Denver. And the intriguing one, and this is a kid I really like, is Brian Yoon, who uh, they just signed uh, yesterday or today to uh, a one-year deal. Uh, Brian played at Colorado College, was a five-year player there, came back last year. Um, to 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 try to win a championship. I mean, quite honestly, he uh, he said he'd done a lot of things under previous coach before uh, uh, Chris Mayot came on board, and um, he liked what they were doing, and he wanted to be around as long as he could. So he took that fifth year and came back, and now he's getting his shot with the Eagles. So that's an interesting part. Uh, I think where the uh, the intrigue for the Eagles is going to come in this year is going to be uh, who who are they playing goal. Uh, I know Trent Miner was just sent back down. They got Garrett Metcalf. They got uh, Arvid Holm. Um, but they don't have the juice currently. Eustace Anunen, uh is up with the big club, and will he stay there? We don't know. But uh, if he does, that could definitely um, make things a little more interesting in Colorado or um, in Loveland because what's going to have to happen then is somebody's going to have to step up and take the reins because you know how, as, as well as I do, how important uh, goaltending is, at, especially at the American Hockey League. Yeah, so I mean, what do you what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? You think Eustis will will have a spot on the 
NHL club, or you think he'll end up down in in Colorado? That's a good question. I think he's Colorado, hang. Colorado. I mean, the Eagles. I mean, there's there's yeah. Colorado team. Yeah, and he just goes up. Actually, he goes go north up. about sixty miles. If he goes to uh, to Loveland, but I don't know. I think he's going to get his shot to be uh, to be the uh, the man, the backup um, with the Avalanche. Uh, they liked him a lot. They played him during the Stanley Cup year. They they brought him along and and uh, kind of let him uh, get acquainted with uh, NHL style and things like that. Went through the uh, the Black Aces, I guess, program where you would uh, get a chance to practice with them. And then one final one and and kind of a um, a guy that I follow a lot is Ryan Sandel and his dad, the head coach at uh, Minnesota Duluth and uh, Ryan played at Mankato state and he's just gotten better and better and better. And I think he was really close to making that uh, avalanche roster, but he'll be with the Eagles this year too. So we'll, it, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to be in Colorado tomorrow. So uh, whether I'll get a chance to see the Eagles tomorrow or not, I don't know, but um, we will be there. So, yeah, and, anyway. I, and I will be in Henderson tomorrow. But here's here's interesting. So this part of the in this part of the preseason, I think most teams only have two games left of the preseason because opening night's like next week. And the fact that uh, Annan is still up there with the with the Avalanche has to say a lot. A lot of teams, when it gets down to this point in camp, are going to be playing a lot of their guys that are probably going to be opening night guys. So the fact that he's up there still playing with the with the Avs or on the roster, still suiting up with the Avs. It's got to. I mean, here in Vegas, it's pretty much the guys that are going to be opening night guys. Thompson and Hill, they're the goaltenders here, but there, maybe there's there's not as much of a of a solid tandem there in Colorado set yet. But the fact that I think he's still up there with the Avalanche, or I guess here in Vegas tonight with the Avalanche, is uh, is saying something. Uh, I think. Yep, absolutely. Okay, let's keep moving along here. We only got uh, 19 minutes left, and we got eight teams to go. So, who you got next? We could do. We'll do San Jose next. I just pulled theirs up here. And one name, of course, that sticks out to me, and I don't – he's not on the Barracuda training camp roster right now because I think he's still with the Sharks, and I saw him on uh, Tuesday, was uh, Thomas Bordalo, who's, of course, a, a very good player, uh, was last year with the Barracuda, and he ended up getting a goal in Tuesday's preseason game against the Golden Knights. And I think he's had a very uh, very good camp, and I think he's somebody that could get an opportunity with the uh, the big club um, so I guess we could talk specifically about uh, Barracuda, but if he's on the Barracuda, he'll be a good player also to watch who's been with them before. But um, we look at some of the names, the ones that stick out to me, of course, is uh, go back in net would be Magnus Krona, who is a, we talk about another university. Oh, of wow. Guy. University of Denver. <laughs> another University of Denver guy um, was really great. He played in the rookie faceoff, saw him at the, at the rookie faceoff. The uh, game that the Sharks rookies played against the Golden Knights rookies at the Dollar Loan Center, and was really good in that game, and and uh, and, and I think shut him out if, if I'm not mistaken. Or they only gave up one goal, I believe it was. So very very impressive. Um, so if he's going to be the guy in in San Jose, uh, he's going to be a very uh, tough goaltender uh, to crack. Uh, and he's he's been with some other teams, but of course mostly just came with uh, from the. Uh, University of Denver and had a great success there. So um, something about these University of Denver Pioneers are making their uh, their imprint here. Yeah, they got here. they got nine NCAA. But I guess when you just come off a, a come on <laughs> off a championship, what a couple of seasons ago, it's not too far away, too far removed from that. Um, that that says something about how good they did, the talent was on that team, and now you're starting to see these guys make their mark in NHL or AHL uh, clubs. 
Absolutely. Okay, let's take a trip Tristan down to Robbins, Tucson. Tristan Robbins is another one. I know we move, we got to move on, but Tristan Robbins would be another one that, you know, he's been with Barracuda before last. Or actually, no, he was with, uh, yeah, he was with the Sharks last year. Uh, Barracuda, 64 games, had 38 points. So he's a, he's a good player too. And and if he st- he's with the Barracuda again this year, which he's on the training camp roster, so of course he would be. I mean, if he didn't make his way up with the Sharks, which is a possibility because he's a good player, that he'll be a good uh He'll be good for the Barracuda. And as you said, you say the Barracuda could be a scary team, scary uh, team this year to play, and that they might be better than people might uh, might give them credit for. Okay, this is the team you better watch out for in the West, and that's the Tucson Roadrunners, because uh, they have some offensive firepower. They've well, got they've some got Josh Stone on that team. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's some new faces that I think are going to make a difference that maybe just needed. Uh, a new, uh, a fresh start, and here's one of them. You'll you'll be familiar with him with the uh, Silver Knights, Peter uh, Deliberatori, uh, great yes. college player yes. um, that came in, and now he's with uh, with the Tucson Roadrunners. You mentioned Josh Doan, Colin Tyson, both uh, ASU stars. Um, one of their late pickups was Austin Poganski, who I really liked for Coachella, and was really surprised he wasn't back with Coachella, but. Now he's on the roster in Tucson, and boy, playing for a guy like um, like Steve Potvin, that's going to make him even better. Um, Jan Unique signed a new contract; he'll be back. And this one, you know, this one, Costco Justin Kirkland um, came <laughs> over from San Diego after playing in Stockton, and uh, we used to call him uh, Costco because Costco, of the Kirkland, Kirkland last name. Uh, signature. Yeah, Kirkland signature. Yeah, exactly. Costco uh, brand. So. They did also sign a two-year contract to, with Micah Miller, um, the former St. Cloud State player. So Micah's there. And, of course, Nathan Smith, another um, Minnesota State product that's had some opportunities not only with the uh, the Roadrunners but with the Coyotes. So um, the offense is going to be there. The defense is going to be um, – I think that might be an area they want to work on. But um, – Goaltender-wise, they're listing right now in camp Jared Moe, um, Reed Cooper, and uh, you'll know this name, Matthew uh, Vialta. Vialta. Yeah, he was yeah the from uh, the Rain. Six yeah. foot four, 190, and uh, posted a 58, 32, and 14 record and a 901 save percentage uh, with a uh, 3.04 goals against and uh, two shutouts over the last four seasons with the Ontario Rain. So look out. Look out! Um, that team could be um, could be surprising. All right, who you got next? Let's see who we got remaining here. I guess we could go to let's go to Abbotsford. I'll pull theirs up. Uh, we'll give Abbotsford some love now and talk about uh, their roster a little bit. Um, just looking through the names here, a couple of names that stick out to me. A lot of names I have a hard time pronouncing, but. Um, <laughs> French Canadian or from overseas? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just look at some of these names. Like you got Derek da- Dashke. That's not too tough. That's a, he's a he was with Toledo in the ECHL and also played Minnesota Duluth at the NCHC. Uh, so there's that guy. And then uh, Akito Hirose. Uh, okay, Matt Irwin's a name I know. That's a that's a name I can say. But I mean, Joy. I mean, <laughs> some of these names like um, Arsh Deep Bain. I mean, some of these names aren't too difficult. But they're just kind of like they're not like. Um, I guess the one name that, that does really stick out to me from the um, Abbotsford that I know more closely than than a lot of these guys, just just because he was with Penderson, was Jermaine Lowen. Uh, went to Abbotsford this offseason, signed with the Canucks. Yeah, that'll be a big pickup. 
That'll be a big pickup. Big pickup. It's a, I think it'll be a loss for Henderson. I was thinking about this, like who, who are they gonna have that's gonna be kind of like that tough, uh, that tough-minded player that plays that way. Um, they, 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 maybe that's not the, the way they want to go. Maybe that's partly why they want, you know, they, they want to have more success. But I, I think at the AHL you kind of need some of that. And and I was thinking about who could be that with Henderson, but but uh, we can talk about that later. But uh, but yeah, Jermaine Lone will be a good pickup for uh, Abbotsford. And uh, so that's be good. Also, John Stevens is back with the uh, Canucks. Of course, he's the son of John Stevens, who's the assistant coach here at the Golden Knights. So sometimes I, when the Abbotsford has come to play, and the Golden Knights don't have a game, John Stevens comes to watch his son play. So it's kind of kind of fun there. But plus, you can see the AHL team play too. So it's kind of kind of fun. So John Stevens is back with Abbotsford. Um, but yeah, I mean, so and some other names are hard to pronounce. But uh, but those will be a couple of names. <laughs> Looking at, uh, <laughs> we'll get you, we'll get you tuned in over the course of the season. I promise, guys. Um, okay. Um, I, I should have chat. I should have chat GBT try to say these names. That ought to be real. Good. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, on to San Diego, where the Gulls look to reload under their new head coach. Uh, Jacob Peralt uh, is always a guy that I think uh, he's he's just a, a veteran of the AHL and just knows how to get things done. Uh, Sasha Postyovov is another great hockey player in the uh, Gulls slash Ducks organization. I like Blake McLaughlin a lot. I like what he does. I really like Judd Caulfield. Uh, I think he's going to be a real star um, and may make that uh, a few games up with the uh, the Ducks. So those, those guys will be strong. The, the offense should be good in uh, in San Diego. The defense needs a little work. Drew Hellison will be one of the leaders there. Uh, Tyson Hines also. Um, and then as you move down the list, you get to goaltending again. And here you go. This is where it comes into play. Um, you remember the goaltender that was in, in San Diego last year that's now with the Ducks. Uh, but, but Callie Klang and Gage Alexander are coming back, and they'll be joined uh, right now anyway. Um, Thomas or Thomas Suchinek is uh, one of their new goaltenders as well. So the uh, the Gulls have a lot of interest, uh, interesting pieces, I should say, and um, they could be surprising. But I'm still going back to Tucson as the uh, the sleeper so far. All should, right, who you got next? And we should mention these rosters that came out this week. A lot of these guys. Well, it's it's more than what will be on the teams. And, you know, a lot of these guys will go down to the ECHL and, and maybe play there, or they'll go back to their junior teams, or, or in some cases. So, not everybody that's on these rosters that we're looking over are going to be with the AHL clubs. But a lot of the guys I think we're picking out are guys that have been on AHL teams and will probably be on AHL teams uh, in in the future, or maybe didn't get as much of an opportunity in the AHL team, but certainly is good enough to be on the, the AHL team. And, and maybe some that even are on the cusp of being NHL guys. I, I, here's a, we go back to the Ducks real quick, or the, the goals. Uh, sorry to AHL fans, but don't expect to see uh, Leo Carlson on the uh, goals, because he'll probably be mostly up at the uh, with the Ducks. So, uh, uh, But you never know. Maybe he, he'll start the AHL, but I doubt it. He'll probably be the uh, the Ducks. But, uh, you know, the Ducks have a lot of young talent there, so it's... Uh, that's a good thing too, but is it going to provide success in wins? You know, because like maybe are going to. That's been years past. They've called up guys a lot, or the players have gotten hurt, and it's really hurt. But as you mentioned, a new coach there, a new and uh, new guys, and a refresh. And I think it could be a good 
good thing. Plus, San Diego is a tough place to play. I know Anderson has a tough time playing against them, and uh, San Diego's can be can be a tough environment to play in. So they can. Feed okay, you, who you got next? We're running out of time. We only We're got running, nine minutes. We only got nine minutes. You're right. And I got got to drive ahead of me here. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll go to the Wranglers then. We'll go to the Wranglers. The uh, Calgary Wranglers, of course, have a new head coach, uh, Trent uh, Cole. Uh, he's uh, with them now. He's he was he was a coach at one point with uh, with Abbotsford when it was another team, I think. Uh, so it was uh, so he he kind of familiar with playing with coaching up in that area. I'm looking for the the roster real quick. I haven't seen it yet, but um, I guess I should have went to another team first <laughs> uh, to like get their roster. Well, while you're doing that, I'll uh, I'll find the uh, Ontario Rain because uh, there's some names on there that we got to be. Uh, keeping in the uh, the old radar screen as well. Um, the rain have reloaded. They, they've taken some guys that uh, had a chance to play um, with different teams and, and brought them on board and now are blending them in with uh, guys like TJ Tynan coming back. Taylor Ward, another uh, Omaha product, is, is starting to make his uh, his move. Akio Thomas still back. You've probably seen him play a few times. <laughs> anyway, um, and here's the ones that, that caught my eye. Mikhail Maltsev, uh, who played with Colorado and was a force with Colorado, is uh, with the rain this year. So is Charles Houdon, who was uh, a really solid player for uh, Colorado and now with the rain. So um, the wealth has been spread a little bit, if you will, in the Pacific Division um, by my thoughts. Uh, another name that will come into play when you talk veteran defensemen, how about Kevin Connaughton? Uh, signing on with the uh, with the rain, JD Greenway. That name sounds familiar. Um, yeah, he's he's a Greenway. Uh, he's on board with the uh, the guys in Ontario. And you look at uh, their goaltending, and we talk about this all the time. Eric Portillo uh, appears to be the guy to have the inside track to be the number one um, there. But they have Jacob Ingram. Um, J.F. Barubi, they, I mean, they've got some some goaltenders, but Eric yeah, Portillo comes. J.F. Barubi on a professional childhood game. I saw him when the Kings were here this yeah. week against the Golden Knights and did pretty well. And he's a guy that's been in the Kings organization. He was drafted by the Kings yes. the, yep. several years ago, and he's been a little bit. He's been with the Reign before, I believe, in the ECHL days because I remember seeing. I think I remember seeing him play at those times, and the, when they when the Wranglers were still here, and would see the Reign play here, and then and now he's been different teams, but. Uh, now he's kind of back with them on a, on a tryout and, and maybe can get another opportunity with the Kings organization to either maybe at the AHL level or the ECHL level or or maybe he ends up somewhere else but uh, he's he look he doesn't he doesn't look too bad uh, in that still okay you got Calgary up uh, I do uh, I do and and they have a this is more of just players that have been cut i guess i I can't find their full roster but i I see that some players were assigned by calgary as you mentioned uh to the wranglers Uh, so we look at oscar dansk is going to be back it looks like in net for the uh, wranglers of course golden knights fans will know him of course uh and then uh we saw of course ben jones has been uh signed back to calgary the wranglers from from the flames as this training camp gets close with ending so ben jones is another great player for the uh wranglers of course was also here in in henderson as well uh, a couple of years ago so he's a great uh he's a great great player and a great guy and so he'll be a great um another great season i would expect from him in calgary and then the other one as you mentioned uh that came down from calgary is 
Dustin Wolf. So it looks like Wolf will be the goaltender. Him and Dansk looks like will be the the, the goaltenders again to start the season. And of course, Calgary came off. And how about in Calgary? Of course, coming off a really good season, the best regular season ever, I think, in AHL history. Uh, of course, didn't get to the, the the end goal, which was to win a championship. Got knocked out by Coachella Valley, but um, it seems like a lot of the same players are back, at least in net too. Which Dustin Wolf, as you said, goaltender of the year, I believe, too, last year. So he's a good guy, good goaltender. That uh, yeah, you 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 wonder what does he have to do to get with the Flames, but if it's anything, he's going to be solid again for, for the Calgary Wranglers if, if that's where he'll be, which it sounds like he will. Him and Oscar Dansk, uh, it seems to be a great uh, a great duo there uh, in net. So probably another strong season from Calgary ahead. Yeah, absolutely. And as you would expect when your team goes to the Calder Cup final and is one goal away, uh, the Coachella Valley Firebirds had to uh, deal with some guys that moved up uh, to the NHL and some guys that moved on to other teams. They got... A little bit um, uh, pillaged, I guess you'd say, uh, from other teams. So, But one thing they did do, people were saying, what's going to happen now that Joey Decord is an NHL goaltender? And, uh, they and, and you're set on that. You're th- and you're set on that. He's going to be with Seattle when the season starts next week. Yeah, and without it, a oh, doubt. Opening night, without here a doubt. In, opening night here in Vegas uh, next Tuesday, he's going to be on the opening night roster for the Kraken. Absolutely, he will. And uh, they they knew that, so they went out. The uh, Firebirds did and picked up Jack LaFontaine, who was a, a stellar goaltender at the University of Minnesota, and uh, got his feet wet in uh, 30 games in the ECHL with the Orlando Solar Bears last season and played some with the Syracuse Crunch. And uh, now we'll get a chance to uh, to win the net uh, for the Firebirds. So you, you got that. You got some guys coming back that are familiar names and the captain and um, you know, and we just go down the list. The leadership is there, and of course, the head coach, uh, Dan Bilesma, is going to be one that's going to be there, um, and, and be the the rock, the guy that leads all of this. The other thing that I'm really impressed with, uh, Coachella Valley did resign Jeremy McKenna, who I thought had an outstanding playoff and uh, played very well. And uh, their defensive core is going to be very, very good again. And if you get good goaltending from Jake Lafontaine or from uh, Jack Lafontaine. You're going to find out that you don't have to score a million goals. Uh, you're just you're going to shut people down, maybe two, three a night, and that gives every team a chance to win. If you've got solid goaltending, solid defense, so we'll dig in more to the Firebirds uh, as things go. We're running out of time. Um, who you got left on your list? And the uh, and the other thing I want to mention on the Firebirds is how cool was it to see Jessica Campbell get a get a be an assistant coach for the Kraken uh, during the preseason. That was uh, that was very cool. Oh, for sure, and, and totally earned it. Totally earned that opportunity. And I think it'll be only a matter of time before her or uh, certainly her, but females in general will get more opportunities to, to coach uh, at the uh, AHL or certainly at the uh, NHL level. We're seeing female referees. We're seeing um, we're seeing this professional women's league starting up. So I you know, just want to give a quick look at that. We, we can talk more about that on a future show, but but that was cool to see with the uh, Firebirds and the Kraken. All right, we'll end in Henderson because I'm going to be going to Vegas, Golden Knights, but Henderson is, of course, next door and their game tomorrow but anyway so in henderson i mentioned a couple of guys uh, but we talked about brisson um another guy that has had a pretty good uh good preseason with the golden knights and i think could really have a is a really good player and i think it, his thing is he hasn't been able to stay healthy um coming off a long covid was uh, gage quinney i think uh, he's somebody that could be impre- is going to be having an impressive season with henderson again this year i would imagine and maybe 
wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for a, a call up to the Golden Knights. Of course, he'd be the he's the first uh, Nevada born or Vegas born uh, player he would be if he to play in the NHL, which I don't even think he has an official NHL game yet. Uh, if he does, he's only he's only got a couple. So he would that would be a cool opportunity for him. Another name on the defensive side of things that if it could be in high on the stock chart for the uh, defensive side of things is Caden Korzak is another guy that should be uh, is going to be uh, another guy to watch this year for Henderson to see if he can continue. He's getting better and better, and he's looked good, pretty good in the preseason here with the Golden Knights, and probably going to be uh, a good player in Henderson. And but will he get an opportunity with the Golden Knights at some point this season? That remains to be seen, but uh, certainly somebody that's going to be great for Henderson. Goaltending probably looking like it's going to be Patera, who's who's pretty good. Isaiah Seville probably going to make probably get his first full season at the AHL level, I would think. Uh, would be the two guys that would be on the uh, Henderson Silver Knights um, goaltending tandem to start the season. Of course, the Seville has has played several games in the AHL. Came when he left when he finished his college career, played some games after that and then of course last year he was with the ECHL mostly but got some games at the AHL and now this year probably going to have the whole season at the AHL so that'll be good to see his progression to uh, Seville and of course we talked about new coach uh, Ryan Craig behind the bench um, you've got uh, of course Jamie Hewitt coming back uh, Brett Kisio is coming to join the, the staff as an assistant coach coming from Omaha so uh, some good some good additions there and I mentioned uh, Adam Cracknell's coming to this team and That'll be a cool story. Probably do a feature on him somewhere down the road and his whereabouts along the hockey journey. And now he's kind of back where his career started. He kind of started his pro career with the Wranglers of the ECHL at the time here. And and now it kind of seems like he would be content to finish in his career here now with Henderson to try to win a championship here at the with Henderson or maybe if he got an opportunity with the Golden Knights. So uh, that's cool. And and uh, and of course some other guys they've picked up. We talked about Morelli and. Uh, I think Henderson's going to be a lot better than last than they were last season. I think they're going to be, you know, Henderson, uh, Silver Knights were down towards the bottom. I think second to last place. I think they're going to be much better. I, I think well, we talk better. about it all the time. It's about stability, right? And I think uh, the teams that are stable up above usually have stability down below. You're going to see two of the best in the West tonight: uh, Las Vegas or uh, Vegas, sorry, uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. We'll let you go on that. Uh, we'll hope everybody tunes in again next week to uh, to listen to uh, the great, the Pro Hockey West Report. Take it away, Stephen. From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been the Pro Hockey West Report brought to you by Summer Skates. Go to icetimehockeywest.com and click on the Summer Skates banner for personalized shower shoes and koozies for you or your team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Become a Caesars Rewards member and get the most out of every stay at Caesars Res- Resort. Buy Toyota. Support the dealers that support hockey in your community for your next car. Desert Toyota in Tucson. Peterson Toyota in Fort Collins. Toyota of the Desert in Cathedral City, California. And Finley Toyota here in Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Cater your next party or office lunch with the best of Las Vegas barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. T-Mobile. Um, you're in, in a need for a new phone. You can get the new iPhone 14 on us. Go to tmobile.com to find out how. Of course, now it's the iPhone 15 that's out now. But anyways, FedEx, the official delivery company, icetimehockeywest.com. The Pro Hockey West Report and all of Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and is available at all of your favorite podcast platforms. Search ITHSW Podcast, all one word. Subscribe, rate, and review the shows. Help others find us. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Pro Hockey West Report is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. I'll tell you as well, here in Kansas City, they made me 
give a Kansas City Chiefs uh, players card uh, oh. for Harris. So. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm on the bad wagon. Oh, no. Well, you and T-Swift. I mean, you and T-Swift now. Two of the biggest Chiefs fans now. So You, you got it. You and, you, and, uh, you, you and the Swifties. Now. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we'll see you there with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Enjoy the game tonight, and everybody get ready for the start of the NHL and AHL season just around the corner. Good night. Good night, everybody.